Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Bill Pinsky, Bill Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 137 for June 20th, 2018. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Keith Decent, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Mike Jeffcoat, Jim Bashirs, Brad Dudenhofer, Paul Jackman, uh, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, and John Made It. They, ha- they haven't run out of money yet? No. Uh, no. But they are definitely on borrowed time, so. <laughs> well, they had they had a bad recording, the bad audio, and then the, they they came back with the zinger again. So I think we're good for another week or two. Sweet. Go Sweet. Let's, as long as those guys keep making podcasts, they keep paying us to make podcasts. So I'm okay yeah, with that's right. <laughs> so basically, everybody, if if maybe doesn't make it, we may not be here. Yeah. <laughs> this is the world's strangest Ponzi scheme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If that podcast fails, we all go down. That's right. It's a house it's gonna, of... It's going to affect yeah. millions. It's a house of audio cards. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, are we working on? Let's go to the man who probably actually is physically working on something. Tim, what are you What are you building? Are you making? What are you doing stuff? Um, I'm like... I'm knee-deep in uh, estimates and proposals right now, which is like, you know, not the funnest. No, that's not what I wanted to hear. Yeah, but other than that, I am um, making... Uh, I mentioned the credenza last week. It's almost done. I just went to, to put the doors on today, and I've got to do a little bit of fitting for those, and, and then oh, it'll be funny. done. So it'll be, it'll be nice to have that out. Um, and, I've, you know, I've got a bunch of guitar stuff going on, of course. Like, you know, I'm just like... Basically, I've had... Like, like, today, I had my CNC machine just running all day. Just, like, cutting... Like, just rough cutting out some parts, like, guitar necks and stuff. And Cool. Um, you know, working on the design. But, yeah. And then I had um, I had a, a musician uh, that had ordered some, some buttons from Sustain Music and Nature in my shop. And I went and I took a little time and I, I fil- had him play some of my instruments and film the thing for my other channel. So, I'm, I'm like, knee-deep in, like, film and, like, like, uh, like customer contact information and like you know cost analysis and and all this like all like the the worst worst yeah. parts yeah. exactly excuse me of of running your own business so that's what i've been up to and i'm like like at my wits end with it i just want to like make you, some ha- you have another channel yeah i started that other channel that you are oh. the only person that watches but- <laughs> i subscribed yeah well i haven't i haven't really done anything with it yet i was like i just i wanted to fill it up before i really went out and announced it you know so but uh, you know, I've been so you suckered me in for no. I'm what am I, a guinea pig? Yeah, you get to see the stuff as it goes up. So like, I, you know, I've been just like I have a whole bunch in the can of uh, of stuff to to edit and put up there. I just haven't had time because of all this other stuff. So yeah, no, can it's you, not not super exciting around here. But if these jobs come through, they'll be really cool. So and make hey, making money videos. is you know still it's a good always thing. Good. Well, what yeah. what I, yeah, what I like about them the, uh, uh, is that well, one in particular is something different. It's some live edge stuff which I haven't really done. Um, not in this way, at least of actually going to the slab guy and, uh, and the slab guy is, um, is actually, they're called uh, city bench and they, they cut down trees that are growing in cities, you know, oh. like the ones that would normally just get chippered up. They go through the trouble of taking them down, like in people's yards and stuff. And, uh, so they're not like trees that were really grown for, you know, 
uh, for wood. They're just grown for decoration or shade or whatever, and then they go in and save them. Uh, and so, so they're, the the Matt Cremona of Connecticut. Kind of, yeah. These guys, they have this huge sawmill, and they and they have just this just they've been cutting down trees for years and making these slabs and uh, really nice guys. Nice. You know, really, you know, it's very eco friendly. Obviously, they're keeping them all in the neighborhood. So um, that'll be interesting. That sounds like Applebee's. Is that not that? That's their slogan, isn't it? Um, I don't really know what Applebee's. All, Eat well, good I, in the neighborhood. Yeah, I, I do know that there used oh, to be yeah. those Applebee's commercials with the guy that looked just like me that played the double bass because I used to get like emails all the time like oh my god tim you scored an applebee's commercial i'm like no there's no way they could pay me enough to be in an applebee's commercial what are you talking about should have said yes i did to a lot of people but <laughs> yeah mom i'm in it that's me yeah that's me yep. yeah don't you know what i look like <laughs> okay that's so that's me boring stuff sorry how about you um bill billiam um well <laughs> so you kind of made it like so i'm building guitars but and you said that's like you know, blah blah blah. It's not blah blah blah. Some of us, it means a lot. Oh, can I can I interrupt for a second? <laughs> yes. No, that's I, Bill's job. Because I, say, I, I would never do that. So. Right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Bill, to interrupt you. I know it's never happened so, on this podcast. But, but I wanted to point out because I can finally talk about it that I, I just launched the the video I just put out this week is the Carolina guitar. I made them a guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I use some of the synthetic leather. For those who haven't been staying uh, in on this, uh, I've been working with Carolina on making some uh, non-leather boots, some like vegetarian-friendly work boots. And I went to their their shop a few months back and actually made a couple pairs. And they actually, they had me mail one of my pairs back to them to investigate and see how they were wearing. And so and so, but what they've decided to do is they're going to do a Kickstarter of these boots. Um, and if it, I don't awesome. know how long it's going to take, if it's going to be weeks or months. I don't I don't know. But they're going to do a Kickstarter with the with the, to get a basically. A, I don't know if they're going to name it after me or not. But it's like the the Sway series, you know, the Maker series, uh, vegetarian or you know non leather boots. Which I'm just like, like that's one of those things. Like you know, three years ago you'll be like, oh yeah, you know, someday you'll have your own line of Carolina boots. <laughs> you know? Like it's just one of those things that's just amazing and, and awesome and jaw dropping. I'm just so excited about it. I just wanted to tell people to, to, to look out for that. That's going to be coming. Uh, and I'm super excited. And thank you all for your support that, that, um, that use the hashtag sway Carolina to convince them that there was a market out there. Yeah. Well, I'm sure every I, kid aspires to one day have, their have own. his own line of boots. Signature. I, I'm just going to say, I, I, first of all, <laughs> that's awesome that you, this happened for you, but it's, it's other than Phil, I think other than you and I, Carolina sponsoring everybody. So big deal. They sent me a pair of boots and I was going to say some nice things. Yeah, well, they sent me a pair of boots too. My cat peed on them. That okay, was not nice things. <laughs> I don't. I don't have. That. Well, I'll tell you one thing. So I don't. It's obviious. It's the only pair of work boots that I have, and uh, they sent me a pair of. They they said pick whatever pair you want. So I thought, you know what? I want some like hardcore work boots. So I got some steel toe, you know, like deluxe rubber grounded boots. I could work on a line if I wanted to. Instead, I built a fence, but I used I used those boots because you know you're in the mud and you're you know you, mm. there's, you're working with heavy posts. If I drop something on my toe, I thought it'd be a great time to give those boots a real work in. And man, they are awesome. I was you know two full days of like eight nine hours outside moving stuff around and all. It was they were fantastic. I love them. I just yeah. I just posted a picture not long ago of my original and I'm still wearing I'm wearing them right now. I've had them for 9 years. Carolinas that when I first got the job at the airport, I bought a brand new pair of Carolina steel toes. I'm still wearing them. So the pair that I that I got from them I uh it was more of a luxury, nice pair of comfortable 
I love them, and then I love them so much I bought the darker color of them. So when the cat peed on them, I still have my dress pair of boots. And the plantar fasciitis that I had has been non-existent now that I've solely been wearing just their boots. Just really, yes. Wow, they're just they got support. You know, I wear Converse and Vans all the time. There's yeah. no support in that. I'm getting old, so but the these boots seriously. Casey's like, you're always wearing those boots. I'm like, I know it's because that's me. Don't you know who you married, woman? That's right, <laughs> woman. Yeah, I've, I've been loving listening. mine. They, uh, they're they're light. They're they're not too warm now. It's the summer, and they're still chilly when I got them. They weren't too cold, and and I got the, like the the ones you're talking about, Billy. You have they have that kind of lighter dress sole right, kind of. It's right. like not really an outdoor sole, and that's what I had mine made with because I was making them with the the maker in mind, someone who's in a right. shop, not necessarily climbing a telephone pole, you know. And mm-hmm. yeah, those soles. It's like wearing sneakers. I mean, they're just uh, sneakers with, sneakers with support and toe protection. You can't beat it. Yeah. You know, no, my, my, my work boots, they're the dark sole, high heel, steel toed. Yeah. Like I, said, I, have, yeah. I have beat these things up so hard and nine years later. Anyway, I'm working on, so I, uh, I finished up the, um, the uh, commission guitar. So okay. I, I should have video out this weekend. I sold, I made a guitar and an amp as a pair. And I sold the guitar because they, they didn't want the amp. So now I'm building another <laughs> guitar that because I have another cigar box that matches the amp. So I'm building another guitar to go with that amp. So I'll sell those as a pair. And um, that's what I'm working on now. So, yeah, I'm just totally digging the whole uh, cigar box thing. And then somebody wants me to help them make a uh, thumb piano out of a cigar box. So I got to look into that. Oh, I, I made some of those. I did a library program once where I had uh, kids make them, and I, I prepped everything. I used yeah, old yeah, saw yeah. blades. Yeah, they're fun. They're uh, you can do that. Just take you five minutes. To oh no, out. no, yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, actually, Daniel Jansen, uh, Jansen uh, Switch and Lever actually has a couple videos on making a really cool one. And then somebody trolled him and said, "Oh, well, you, I could do that if I had all those tools." So then he took a cigar box and, and a I don't know butter knife and basically built another one with chopsticks. And it was so it was like, see, you still can do it without all fancy tools. So. Anyway, yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. Phil, how about you, Mr. Busy B, B of the biz? I am uh, making a living. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's Tim's theme song to <laughs> Is that that Where room, I Am. Room 222? No, I'm in 1106. But uh, I am in, uh, I'm currently in Dallas, Texas, and I'm working on at the, uh, the Dallas. Oh, Dallas, Lighting the Tri- theme song for Dallas. Okay, right. I got it. Yeah, yeah that was not Dynasty. So, uh, yeah, so I'm in Dallas, and, and I'm working a show here, but I just got a, a message on Etsy from, like, uh, I told you guys I was doing, I did this one uh, rolling tray for a dispensary out west in Canada, and they just sent me a message, we love it, and this is like two months later after I shipped it, we right. love it, can you do 20 of them, except could you do them for 20 bucks a piece? And I haven't written back yes, because I'm going to write back no. Yeah, that's a good thing. That's, that's not did, worth it. What did you charge them originally? Forty. And they want to have yeah no. Like and at forty, I was like, eh. It's I almost mean, not worth doing it forty. Yeah, I mean, it's there's cut time on the CNC and like there's still and there's still like you got to do a lot of sanding on these things because you really got to take it to like three twenty. Even I, I was sanding at six hundred just because you want it to be a really smooth surface. Obviously, you don't want it, anything to catch anywhere. And you're not finishing it, right? Um, I was finishing it. I was oh, yeah? like, I mean, anything I finish on, there's not going to be any worse than what you're sucking into your lungs anyway. So I wasn't hey, really worried. Hey, hey, hey. What? Anyway, so I was finishing it with, uh, with just spray lacquer. It's nothing crazy. No, I mean, any finish again, if once it cures is safe. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 
it's not food, so it's anyways. But I was gonna uh, say, I was gonna say for, for forty bucks a piece, I'll do the job for you, and I'll give you like you know ten percent or something. But for twenty bucks a piece, they can go make their own. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So, um, it not not really worth it. So uh, yeah. I'll write them back, and if they'll, I'll give them like, yeah. I'll give them ten points off. If you want to do it for thirty-five, I'll do twenty of them. But it's got to be, it's got to make sense. Yeah. So, well, because uh, that's and that's the problem with it because it's the retail model they're looking at. They they think they can sell them for forty bucks, just like you can sell them for forty bucks, but they don't know how to make them. And that's why I say like eliminate the retail and just sell direct to the customer. You know, the maker to the customer. Well, that's what I do. Except yeah, the exactly. thing is, they're that's branded. How. So, so if I mean, so you're basically you're going to give them the opportunity to think this over. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I just haven't gotten to it yet. I'm like I've got a hundred emails in my inbox <laughs> just today from work. <laughs> What are you doing? Oh, sleep on it. I got you. Okay, good. Good. Sorry. Sorry. I'm a little tired, man. I'm a little tired. This week's episode oh, should, is called. You know. <laughs> well, maybe if you're tired, you should sleep on it. Yeah, that's the that's this week's uh, title for the episode. Is is let me let me sleep on it. So, um, I don't remember exactly what we meant by that, but I can infer a couple of things from that title. One is we probably make our best decisions once we've had an opportunity to sort of think on it and i don't think that's just generally life experiences or life questions but a lot of the times it's even decisions on things that we're designing or things that we're building or you know just take a step back to think about it and and i guess is that what you guys took out of that title as well well i I can say right now that the 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 newest closest example that we all three have of that is a life-changing decision that was slept on and you can tell us about that phil because uh, we almost lost you Fair enough. So I, I, I gave, uh, I maybe made a bit of a hasty decision. I, full disclosure, I told the boys last week, or maybe it was the week before. I think it was last, last week. week. It was it last was la- week. It seems like 10 years of suffering since. Uh, oh, but. stop it. it feels like I told the boys yesterday. last week, start looking for a replacement for me. And uh, because I got a bit of a promotion at work where I'm going to be doing a lot of traveling, I figured, you know what, I really got to focus on this and give it the most attention as possible. So I, so I literally, I said to Bill and I said to Tim, I said, guys, you know, band meeting, I think you got to start looking for a replacement for me. I don't know if I can keep doing this. And, uh, well, you know, I, I slept on it. I spoke to my wife on it. They they both initially, after being really excited on the prospect, were uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have so yeah, we're many like, ideas. okay, yeah, we're like, okay. How about so? No, this guy. And then, and then. Yeah, there's just so many options there. Mm. But uh, but then they they both sort of were a little against it, which is nice to hear, you know, from someone you've been working with for the last two years and contractually friends with. But well, um, I got to tell you, the only reason I was against it is I didn't want to take over editing responsibilities. But apparently, I'm doing that anyways. Guess what? That's <laughs> that's on you. Uh, no, but then you know what? I, I really I gave it a good think. I slept on it, but mostly it was my wife who said, "Listen." You know, you've got this little travel mic that, that works really well. Uh, you can do this podcast from your laptop in a hotel room. Why would you, why would you stop doing it? Just, you know, make, make Tim do all the work and uh, problem solved. You've been doing it for two years. Why not? Thanks, Lauren. And uh, so don't worry. She's not going to listen to this. I know. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were just flaunting the fact that you just figured out her name for the first time in two years. Correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, so to catch everybody up, basically, I told Casey that Phil was thinking about, you know, just not having the time, and she wasn't happy with that at all. And then when I told her after Phil informed us, hey, my wife says this is crazy, I need to keep doing it, I told Casey and Herbert, I love Lauren, good for her, blah, blah. I'm like, who's Lauren? 
<laughs> well, since we're See, dropping... I know one person who pays attention. Since we're dropping wise names, I'll just say that, you know, I told Gwen the whole thing. And she's like, yeah, I see that. She's yeah. like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he should probably go. Wait, which part <laughs> makes sense? Keep doing it or don't? You read that however you want to read it. Whatever uh, helps yeah, you. It's we're going to have nice. words, Gwen, me and you. <laughs> Gee, money. Is uh, it Gwendolyn? Is it short for Gwendolyn? No. 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 It's Gwynethy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's our married name. <laughs> our power couple name. That's my favorite line from The Office when uh, when uh, Steve Carell says to Jim, he goes, Jim, do you mind if, what is that, short for Jimothy? Do you mind if I call you Jim? <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a friend, his name is Jamie, and we call him Jimmy for short. So I go, you mind Jimothy. if I call you Jimothy? That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so, uh, so to everyone's relief, I am still in. So you're welcome. Cool. Okay, so but what was that like? I mean, you you that was a tough decision. You you kind of the first thought, and I, I admire this. The first thought was like, look, I got to take care of home and hearth. Yeah. First, and you made that rash decision. Like, look, I there's no question. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to stop doing this as much as I hate the idea. But again, you took that process. You thought about it. You talked it over with somebody who you respect, and you came up with a different outcome. Yeah. And that's well. It was more than just the podcast, honestly, and, and, I, and I said this to you guys also. I was actually right. thinking about starting to sell, sell off some of my tools. I just didn't see myself having the time to use them. And then Tim said some expletives and said, well, what are you going to put in there anyway? Like a whole bunch of bikes? Just keep the shop. <laughs> just just to, to clarify again, feels like, hey, I might not be able to do the podcast. And Tim and I are like, who, Jackman, Izzy, who, what, what? You're going to sell your tools? That's just crazy talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was where the line was drawn. Yeah. So We won't have that. Well, you know, but it's – and this is something that happens to, especially with, with men, and it's not our topic, but there's like that whole thing about men and friendships, and we've talked about that before, about how men our age, we start to just not communicate and socialize mm, anymore because we true. just get so hell-bent on our work and our family. Which is, you know, obviously there are high priorities, but if you don't take care of yourself, you're not taking care of your family. You do have to do something for yourself that makes you happy. And if that's hanging out talking to, to Bill and me for an hour a week, then that's that's pretty easy. You're welcome. You know? You're welcome in advance. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are so you anyways. crying, Phil? Are you crying? No. <laughs> I just have something in both my eyes. And so we're talking about something that men do, but we're talking about self-care and Phil is crying. I was not crying. It's 40, <laughs> it's 40 degrees in Dallas and even the air conditioner is struggling to keep, you know, a straight face in this room. But um, yeah, no, so it really was. It, 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 I thought I'd given the decision to quit a good think, but I think it was just a rash decision and especially the part about the tools. But I did give it a good sleep on it. I did think about it. I spoke to my wife about it, as you said. And, and, and you know, uh, even she who doesn't share my passion in making was like, you can't, you love this stuff. And, you know, it doesn't take that much time. And especially if you cut out the editing, wink, wink, uh, you know, it, it's, not, uh, it's not such a big time commitment. I mean, Bill knows. You, you show up, uh, you talk for an hour, and, you know, yeah, Bob's Piece uncle. of cake. Yeah, exactly. So... So we're off to the races. How hard, how hard can it be? Exactly. So, so Tim, what about in? Uh, I'll use you since we just picked on Phil. So maybe sleeping on it, you get a job. Phil just talked about possibly, you know, the the wanting to make twenty of something, and he's, he's thought about that and was like, no, has, has that happened to you? Have you gotten a job where it's like, oh man, that's good money, I should do that, or I, and then you step back and realize that I shouldn't or should do it, you know, where you. 
Oh yeah, abs- absolutely. And uh, and you know, one thing I like to get. I like to get back to people quickly. Like if someone emails and like, "Hey, I, I'm like, I always want to like, like beat expectations, you know, for and you know for right. deadlines and for getting back." I always just just something I try to do. I try to be early, you know, not late. And especially because you know, contractors make a lot of us have a bad rep for that, you know, just like overextending ourselves, like I am right now, and and being late on things instead of really. So a lot of times, yeah, you kind of. There's been a few times where I've given the estimate because I've gotten it early and if I slept on it, I probably would have made a more realistic estimate. Like that would not have made it so I was working for minimum wage. You know, right? right. Um, one one example I've talked about. I thought of a, a, a good one, but um, the one example I thought of is I've told the story before about how when I started my business, I had an opportunity to make eighty dining tables right. uh, for for a chain of restaurants, and um, and that was. Are we I still not called. using that name? Uh, I don't really want to. Um, Right. And uh it's my favorite. <laughs> but um you know and it, and it, 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 I realized kind of into it I was like oh this will be awesome it'll be a great way to start my business I can use this to buy the tools and rent a shop and this and the other thing and then it was like all of a sudden like no I'm not ready for this I I don't want to do this you know and that like came to me later. Um but what what I was thinking about with which is your story Phil was when I was 18 or 19, 18 years old and I I needed a job. I lost my job and I had no money and I and I was applying for any s- stupid job I could get at the mall, you know. And um and I finally got the call from this manager, and I was offered the job, and I was like so relieved, and it was you know minimum wage order, it was like you know two dollars an hour back then, and um, and she said the only thing is is we do have a dress code, and you would have to cut your hair because I had long hair. Um, she's like we can't have you can't have long hair, and I was just like screw you, I'm not, playing, you know, and I and I I, was, I didn't I didn't say screw you, but I was like oh I was like no forget that I'm not cutting my hair for anyone, you know, and uh, and I hung up. And I, the next morning, I realized what a stupid mistake that was. And uh, and I, I called her back. And this is probably the only time I ever put my tail between my legs. I, and uh, and I called her back and I said, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I will show up this afternoon to do paperwork with a haircut if you'll still have me. And um, and fortunately, she she said, okay. And so I did. And uh, and I hated it. <laughs> and I and I felt dirty. And I've never done that ever again. I've never. But uh, but it was a time where I like it, it was the right decision to make because it's kind of what made me who I am, right? Like I needed to right. eat that crow to realize I don't want to eat any more crow, you know. Sometimes uh, swallowing your pride is beneficial, though. Like yeah, said, I've, you, I've, I've never had to do it again, but yeah, I learned it when I was eighteen instead of like forty, <clears throat> you know. Yeah, definitely. Well, there was one other time in the restaurant business that I had some falling out with the the parent uh, company. Um, and uh, they made me drive to like to their other headquarters. There's another hotel like three hours away to basically just drive and apologize to this other chef in person, uh, like this whole thing. And I drove out and I did it and I drove back and I just went and looked for another job right away. I was like, I'm, I'm you know, I, I was like, I can't quit today because I have bills. But I was like, that's you know, the whole drive back. I was like, that's it. I'm done with these people. I am not gonna do this. And that was pretty much the end of my restaurant career. I was like, I'm not, I'm not working wow. for people like that. You know, this like to play those politics games and. And that was, uh, I didn't need to sleep on that one. <laughs> I knew that the whole six hours I was driving, I wasn't doing that. So a bad I'm example editing. for this topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, right I, down I the think time. for me, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of having to sleep on it is for the build process. When you're in the middle of doing something, you're designing something, or, or I think we talked about it last week, you can be in the middle of a build and you just come across a stumbling block or you can't think, or you've been in the shop for too long, you're tired. Hmm. Mm. Take a break or or step away from you know maybe not sleep on it but step away do something else maybe if if you're stuck on something or you can't figure out a de- even in the the design stage you know you you've got an idea on something it just doesn't come right 
together in your mind. You can't, it doesn't make sense. You can't, you, you're, you're not even ready to start yet because you can't, you don't have the concept in your head. Step away, build a picture frame, do something simple, um, you know, something repetitive, something that doesn't require just that gets your hands going and busy. And that, that also helps get that process mm-hmm. going again. And also just for safety, if you're, if you're spending all day and all night, Phil, you recently were busting butt traveling, doing fences and then a thousand pieces of something or other. Mm. You got to be careful when you do that. You need to take you no know, sleep on it. Get some rest, get 100%. Fresh, fresh perspective. I also find taking a step back, even something that I've made like a million times, like the whiskey yeah. boxes. And and I mentioned in the past that even when I make something repetitive like that, it's not like one customer is comparing theirs to the next. So I can try different things as long as the right. outcome is basically a whiskey box. Like they don't really care. So on, on two that I recently made, they were like much bigger than the normal ones. And I was thinking about how uh, using the hinges that I use, I use these like these um, cabinet hinges and they just happen to look cool inside this this box but it's they're kind of a pain to use because they're really hard to line up so first I either use um, uh, hot glue or CA glue with activator to to put the the hinges in yeah. place and then I'll drill the center holes and then and then so what happens by the time that's done it doesn't line up perfectly anymore and you know so it pushes things out of square so I said you know what I slept on it for a little while. I mean, I literally just went to bed. But then as I sort of, at one point either, I was waking up in the middle and I was like, I'm going to try something different. I'm going to try piano hinges. Mm-hmm. And oh. so I, I got some some piano hinge, cut it to the right length, spray painted it black so it would match sort of the vibe of the box instead of like bright silver or whatever. And uh, and it looked really cool. It's way easier to use, way mm-hmm. easier to install because you basically clamp the box closed and then you, you drill the holes, you screw them in, you unclamp, and then it's still lined up perfectly. So it was, um, I guess, a revelation in that regard because it's so much easier. So I'm going to do that. But it, it, it took that sort of stepping away, as you said, Bill, stepping away from the shop. Like your best ideas are not necessarily going to come when you're sitting there in the shop engaged in what it is that you're doing. A lot of the times it's when you take your foot off the gas that you sort of figure out what you're doing right exactly. and a lot of times what you're doing wrong. So, mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. especially when that frustration starts to build, you know, that's, that's so easy to get caught up in how many, you know, we talked about this again, I think uh, just recently, you know, measure once, cut twice, measure twice, cut once, and then you're measuring and you're making the same mistakes over and over and over again. You keep measuring it and it's still wrong. Um, yeah, you need to step away. That frustration starts to build. It can, it can really hamper the, the build process. Yeah, yeah. In, po- in poker it's called tilting. Like when you tilt and you start making bad decisions and just losing your money, you know. Right. And that's and that's that happens. That happens absolutely. That's one of the reasons I like to have multiple projects going on because I can bounce around from. It. It's also because I have ADD, I think. But but uh, <laughs> but you know, because it's like, more than anything. Yeah. Yeah, probably. But you'll you'll be working on something. You're like, hmm, I'm not quite sure the best way to do this. So I'm gonna go work on that for a while. You know, and then you can kind of like, oh, I know, I'll get a piano hinge. Oh, right. Um, you know what you can do with that shiny silver piano hinge is uh, heat it up with your torch. And if you heat it up enough, all the yeah. zinc melts off, and uh, and it gets to it looks like just like steel, and then it's and then you can kind of wire brush it or something. Cool. It'll make it just, just spray painting over it. It's probably not that paint's not going to stay very long. Yeah, because it's a shiny surface. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, though, I think it had some primer mixed in, but it's also not like a heavily handled no, item. No, I, I get it. Yeah, but, just but I'm just saying keep for the that future. in mind. Yeah. yeah, I definitely will. That's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it takes a little more heat than you think, but then all of a sudden you'll just see it or just like instantly like you'll be like, this isn't working. Oh, <laughs> it's kind of how it goes, you know. Yeah. But any of that zinc coated uh, hardware you get at the at the box store, you can do that with it and make it look like steel again instead of like chintzy zinc hardware. Right. That's a that's a good that's a good tip. Everyone yeah, write that here. down. Yeah. Um, I have an example of sleeping on it. I when I just built my fence originally I, I just used the same post holes so i had the guy dig out the same post holes that were there before and in one of the sections it's much shorter than the rest and that was where the gate was but i found even in the old fence that that opening was too big for a gate so it was really heavy and i think it contributed to some of the looseness of the fence so when i rebuilt the fence i didn't rebuild it as a gate it was just a closed entire fence section because that side is the street i'm on a corner lot and and I've actually found since we put the fence in place that it's kind of a pain not to have a gate there. You have to go to the other side of the house, and the kids are usually playing in that part of the yard, and you, they want to be able to go to the backyard. You have to say, no, 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 and i got to herd them to the other side. So, I, I, you know, so putting that gate in place as a closed gate, I slept on it, and I figured, you know what? We really should make that a gate. So what did I do? I turned it into a gate, but I noticed that it was still pretty heavy. So I noticed one of my neighbors had a gate that had a a wheel someone built yeah. in a wheel to the gate yeah 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 and so that it opens and closes on the way. so i says so like okay here's what i'm going to do my son's not using his training wheels anymore i took one of the training wheels That's, i popped this the wheel awesome. off this is I awesome yeah. i popped the wheel off i built a whole mount for it out of scrap wood that i had and uh and so now it's it's propped up on this wheel and i was like super proud of myself this is amazing and it just works it just rolls open you, and if it ever digs a groove i'll just pack it in with more dirt but it works. You have like, your, your fence. It's a big boy fence now. It's a big boy fence. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why you're saying that, but yes, I agree with you. It's got training, training wheels. Oh, but I'm pumped. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You really are tired. I got to sleep on it. <laughs> <laughs> but I was really proud of that one, even though I copied all the ideas. But you know, it felt good. No, Less that's now. what we do. That's that's we problem solve. We sleep on it. We come up with solution and we recycle. We you know we reclaim. We, but, we yeah, upcycle. And all, all ideas are recycled and reclaimed. It's not like you invented a fence or invented the wheel. And it's and maybe you're not the first guy to put a wheel on a fence, but you might be the first guy to put a like a, <laughs> a, train a training wheel. wheel on a fence. Like that's maybe. that's like that's just a perfect story of like applied engineering and like taking from your environment and and you know using it and. And then and recycling at the same time, yeah. or reclaiming. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, the, the, usually the, the constraints of uh, – the reason for creativity is the constraints of time or money or material, right? So in this right. case, I knew I was flying out to Dallas, and my wife really needed this thing to be a gate. And then I knew I had like an hour before I had to start packing and, and going. And uh, she's like, I really want you to turn this into a gate. I had the hardware from before. I kept the hinges and the gate hardware from the previous fence, so I just used those again. And uh, – but as soon as I put them in place, I realized how heavy the door was, and this was probably going to sag, and it was leaning against the post. You really had to push it to open it. Like, my wife's not going to be able to do this. So I was like, you know what? Billy across the street, he's got a wheel. I'm going to do that. I was like, where's Jake's wheel? Where's Jake's training wheel? I'm going to use that. It's like a plastic wheel, so it's not going to rust. Mm-hmm. And it, was, it worked out really well. I'll take some pictures, well and I'll put them on Instagram. Yeah, it's a good idea. So that, that was fun. So kind of along those lines, what is there been a time since we are the, you know, reclaimed audio, we talk about dumpster diving all the time, you're driving down the street, you see that one thing, you're like, oh man, and you just, you can't bring yourself to throw it in the back of the car or the truck, and you go home and you sleep on it, 
and only to find out either it's been gone or maybe it's not. You go back, it's still there. Has there been something like that that's for either one of you guys where it's like, score? Or, or actually drove by, you're like, eh, I don't want that. Then when you go home and sleep on it, it's like, oh my gosh, I totally need that. And you go back and it turns out to be a great find. The thing is, is for me, um, I usually can't tell if it's a good score or not until I actually stop. So I regret that I don't stop to at least check it out. Right. Uh, but more often than not, when I do stop, it's just like veneered chipboard with like plastic coating. So I'm like, yeah, that's probably what it is. And so I always write that off in my head, regardless of whether or not it might be a good score. So right. I justify it that way. But whenever I do stop and I find something good, yeah, I don't. I I do take it. I I just had an interesting one. Yeah, no, I'm saying I'm the same with you, Phil. By the way, like of that, like oh, I probably should have stopped and checked that out, you know. But I've got so much junk. It's almost, it's like a different issue. It's like dealing with my hoard, you know. Yeah. But I picked up a table the other day. It was a dining table, and I looked at. it, I was like, that's real wood, and uh, and so I pulled over and um, and it it was. I knocked on it and stuff, and I was like, yeah, this is real wood. And so I picked it up. It was like it's old enough. It's got the flathead screws in it. I'm like perfect. And mm. it turned out it was it was oak is what I thought it was because it was looked like oak smelled like oak and it was actually an oak veneer mm-hmm. on both sides on top of poplar. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was like, why why bother? Why don't you just make a poplar table? <laughs> well, because poplar doesn't have any grain and it gets yeah. you know it doesn't do that, anything interesting. It, back then, it wasn't poplar. Yeah, it was just white wood back then. Yeah. No, no, I mean, it wasn't no, popular. no. What? Oh, it no, wasn't poplar. No, no. Yeah. No, but it wasn't. It was like poplar kind of didn't. It was like kind of. No. It's, it's gone up in thing. status. Yeah. yeah. Poplar is the hardwood you paint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Paint grid. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it still kind of is, but it is. I like it. I think it's cool looking. It's stuff. what everybody yeah. faces cabinetry with and then paints it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it's it, like, is, it is a, a, a gorgeous grain. You get the browns and the greens mixed in. You get the in purples there. in it sometimes, too. You can I've find some using, nice poplar, but sometimes yeah, I've been it's using just it nothing. on some of the guitar necks that I'm building, so I like it. Uh, that's that's what I'm going to use mine for. I thought it was oak, but it's poplar. And I was like, ah, oh, they make guitars out of that too. But I'll tell you what, it machines really, really nicely, and that's mm-hmm. my favorite part about poplar is, is how well it machines. It's well, easy it's to a, work. It's with. a softer yeah. hardwood as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's on the softer spectrum. It's like between hardwood. pine and soft maple. It's probably equivalent to soft maple. But uh, yeah, I'd say you're probably right there. Yeah. Do you ever get the feeling when we're having a discussion like this that there's people that are kicking back listening like Matt Cremona or or, or my best friend Spags and they're just shaking their head friend. going like, these idiots have no idea what they're talking about. No, they All don't. three they of don't, them. They don't listen to us. Oh, that's true. They actually don't listen to us. So. <laughs> they, no, there's they other, might. There's other people that listen to us that are doing that, I'm sure. But it's yeah. not Spags or Cremona. <laughs> Could be Spags. He listens for support sometimes. Um. He no. listened, I'm sure he listened to the one he was on. Here's the thing. He, people tell him when we talk about him, and then he comments. So, oh, so, oh. so now he's listening, and he's going to be like, yeah, you guys are all morons. You don't know what you're talking about with Poplar. Exactly. So, yeah. Now look what you did, Bill. That so sounds like something Spags would say. Yeah, so, Phil, I love you, but that's, exactly. that's how the sentence starts. He actually yeah. doesn't really like Phil. I keep telling you that. You guys think, oh, but it's not a joke. It's he, not true. It's, it's not true. We're best not, buds. Not a big fan. A That's fan. he's a huge fan. You're right in that regard. Well, he thought the, about it. He slept on it, and he said, "Nope, nope, don't like him." No, I mean, yeah, he's a, he's another you know woodworking podcaster guy. But you know, the guys over at uh, maybe I said too much. Now there's some really good friends contractually. Yeah, <laughs> That's exactly. right. Yeah, we like them for yeah. monetary so, reasons. Any yeah. any other scores you regret not stopping or anything like that? I got a better one for you. Any scores you actually do regret stopping for, taking home and realizing <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah, it's all, it's all on the side of my house right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got a whole. I mean, that's what when when 
when the, the, the things started happening for me, the podcast started, the, the salon was built, I started collecting things from everywhere. And that's where the hoarding comes in because mm-hmm. I can find a use for it. It's like, oh, I, especially if you get just a glimpse in your mind when you see something of something you can make. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a future this. That's a future that. Stop and get it now. The entirety of my house is surrounded by future stuff that will never get built. So I've slowly, I slept on it for about two years <laughs> and now I'm wheedling that down. I'm, uh, I'm recycling some of the stuff, some of the metal, uh, some of the wood is, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with, I'm trying to give stuff away. I'm just wheedling it down after, after thinking on it and sleeping on it for a long time. It's like, I'm, you know, and again, in my area, if I really want to, if I need, I can come up with a shopping list and give me a week and I'll be able to find everything I need to build something, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. I just got, I live in such a populated. To clarify, uh, when you say shopping list, you mean free on the side of the road shopping list. Right. What I mean yeah. is I make a, like a list of, okay, I want to build a table. So I'm going to look for some either, you know, bed frames for this or wood for that. And, and I could drive around. I know where the pallets are. I know where the apartment complexes were. When people move in and out, they throw away a lot of the furniture. I know where the steel factory is where they have cutoffs. I know you know, I know where all these places are, so it wouldn't take me very long. Drive around, find the things that I need, and then go forward with the project. Mm. Mm. So I have an example of one of these uh, picked up stuff and kind of regret it stories. I uh, spoke to my neighbor Billy one day, and he told me, you know, I'm replacing my stair staircase. Do you want all of the spindles and stuff that that comes off of it? And I was like, sure, because I figured all these spindles, maybe I could make uh, coffee tables. They'd be great legs for that or something. And so there were like 50 or 60 of them, and I took them all, and I put them into my, my lean-to. I've got this little shed on the side of my house. And, uh, and so far, I've made one thing out of it. I made my CNC table for my little CNC. And it's like the most horrible table ever. It rocks like crazy. It sways all over the place. It's the worst. So you know what? It was just taking up a ton of space in that lean-to. I also keep my winter tires in there, and I keep, uh, I keep my garden tools in there, and I keep some of the stuff for the kids like the soccer ball net and I just couldn't get anything in it in or out because there was this horrible stack of all these oak spindles about an inch thick and so don't be mad at me but I actually had to throw them out like there was really nothing you could do with them it's not like I could process them I don't have a lathe I couldn't turn them into anything else it was just it was just a waste but the only thing I kept was the bigger thicker ones you know like the ends like the solid posts so I kept those because those really could be like a dining table leg. I just have mm-hmm. to cut off a certain portion of them, and then that really could be like a spun table leg. So that looks cool. So I would do yeah. something with that. But the but little spindles, ugh. Stuff like that is, if, you, if you're doing like art projects, you know, I mean, and you're doing something mm-hmm. like large, and you, you use them as pixels, I mean, that's, but yeah, with, uh, I, I, I grabbed a bunch of those once, and I haven't really found too many uses for them either. And you know, it's what like you I could... have like storage, you know what I mean? Like I just have, hmm. just a house. You could have actually used them for spindles. You know, the same design, same idea as the staircase has them. You can build a table with the uh, the side rails filled in with those things. Yeah, so it's, it's a twenty or thirty legs, so to speak, instead of well, I mean, like a, normal legs, mm. but you have that kind of a design. You know, I've seen outdoor furniture that has that. So, what do you mean, like a table centipede? So the the no, the top of the table, and then yeah. you can cut those spindles down to little four inch pieces, and then the side rail all the way around. You, oh. like decorative and then you have your four legs so oh I mean, yeah, yeah. De- like yep. decorative is what i'm saying mm. so like okay. mini mini stair spindles or you can make the worst 
possible ladder for getting up on your roof. Ever. <laughs> Ever in the world. <laughs> and then wait until it's icy out and go climb up it and, you know, clean out the gutters. Bill said this would be a great idea. <laughs> I actually do need to clean out my gutters. It's so funny you said that. Yeah, you, you know why? You really tall gutters. What's that? You have your second story? Yeah. Two-story house. Yeah, I have a single-story house, so it's it's easy. Uh, Except for the one you, side. The one side's like the walkout basement. It's sketchy over there. but Before before you just run out there and start cleaning those gutters, you might want to just sleep on it. All right. Yeah, or build a better ladder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen that, like those really long extensions for your hose. It's like a like a, a compressed sort of. Yeah, they don't work. They don't yeah. work. Now you know what works is your hand. Yep, that's the only thing that works. Get up on the roof, clean it out with your hand, then rinse it out with your hose. And don't be done. a diva. You don't need gloves. Just stick your bare hand in there, grab that stuff, pull it out, throw it into like a tarp on the ground. Watch out for rabid squirrels. Part. I'm worried about like the 30 foot ladder I'm going to need. That I can't help you with. Yeah. Oh really? All right. Okay. What's your what's the pitch on your roof? G flat? I don't know, man. <laughs> is it is it a steep no. St- you know, no. Well then don't worry about it. Just get up on the roof. You don't have to stand on the ladder. Get up on the roof and clean it from the roof. How do you get to the roof? Well, you, well, you climb up the ladder, but you don't have to stand on the ladder wobbly and try and do oh, and then no, move no, the no, ladder okay, every yeah. 5 feet. Just get I up agree. on the roof. That's yeah. all. Okay. Yeah, I guess I need the ladder. Do it in the wintertime when it's snowing. You can pile all the snow up to the side of the house. You can walk up to the roof. I've done that. Clearing clearing snow from roofs. Oh, yeah. I've, I've uh, jumped off and on my roof when we've had heavy winters. Yep. When it gets piled up because we had to shovel the roof off. And, yep. yeah. um, we, as much snow as we get, we don't get 30 feet of snow. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm getting up there with that. <laughs> You Canadians got it made. Well, you know, yeah. that's something to sleep on. <laughs> You're going to get on your roof. But I'm bummed. Okay, yeah. let's talk about what um, what grabbed our attention this week. Are we doing that? Or are we doing the review? Ah, uh, review and it's my turn. Yay. 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 If you remember uh, the review, the review, la- last time I did it three weeks ago, whatever, I had pulled two off of the iTunes and I screenshotted them and I just randomly picked one and read it. And okay. so now I'm going to randomly pick the other one, and I haven't read it. I've just had it sitting as a little screenshot on my desktop since then. I haven't read it, okay. uh, but I, apparently I liked it three weeks ago. Let's see if I still like it. So this is from Joe Garofalo, and it was dated January 11th, 2016. Five stars, and it says, that's it, with a question mark for the title. Um Just listened straight through because I had nothing better to do. <laughs> JK, <laughs> these guys work great together. Gets my brain thinking about different ideas. Yeah, sorry about this week. <laughs> the only problem I see is that it's only once a week. At any rate, Phil, Tim, and Bill, may I make a suggestion? I will now assume that at least one of you said yes. One of us say yes. No. No. All right, yes. Fine. Okay, Phil said yes. <laughs> I'm not sure why many casters don't do this, but I think starting each episode with the day date. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, we did the, do this. Yeah, w- w- yeah, would be great for those of us who are catching up, so to speak. Just thinking out loud here. Oh, and lastly, this is my first comment review ever, and I have listened to hundreds of podcasts. So w- I remember this. This maybe that's why I marked it three weeks ago because we, around January 11, 2016, started doing that at the top of our podcast, and we have done it faithfully ever since. Thanks to Joe Garofalo, who made us realize that that was a good idea that we never thought yeah. of. Terrific Any idea. relation to Janine? I don't know. You can ask Joe. My guess would be no, mm-hmm. but I might be wrong. 
I, I, I think you should be wrong. I don't see why Janine's brother couldn't be a fan of ours. Oh, I'm. I don't see why not either. I just don't. Oh, wait, I just Mark. don't think the name is all that Garofalo. uncommon. John, right? John Garofalo. Janine Garofalo, Mark Garofalo, and John Garofalo. They're like cousins. Cousins makes more sense. Yeah. Well, it's want, definitely not this. So, why don't you tell us what grabbed your? I wonder how many times he's had to hear that in his life. People, are like, oh, are you related to? Because he has that last name. I wonder how many times. Probably at least once. And now he has to listen to it on this international podcast. That's true. <laughs> <It's> international. <laughs> Technically, we're international. People listen to us in other countries. Actually, and you are. It's domestically produced now. Now, yeah. Well, for yeah. you, it's it's produced over well, not overseas, but internationally for over you. Lakes. Yeah, over lakes. <laughs> Some pretty great lakes. Over imaginary lines. Yeah. <laughs> um, over a wall if uh, things yeah, go yeah. the way. So. <laughs> There's not going to be a wall to Canada. Uh, no, Canada might, Canada might build one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the only way it gets built. <laughs> uh, okay, um, so now we can do the next segment. Okay, great. What, Bill, what grabbed your attention this week? Do you know what grabbed my attention? The generosity, the amazingness of our listeners and this community. That, that's what, Phil, that's what grabbed my attention. Specifically, I'm talking about Mr. From Germany, an international listener person, guy, and fan of ours, somebody who likes me, Mr. Alex Whale. Better, better known as on YouTube, Alex2Q. And I left a link if uh, it's possible because I would like to highlight his channel. Um, yeah, he's a good YouTube maker, but mainly because he sent me stuff. He sent me some homemade guitar picks. Uh, one out mm. of steel, one out of aluminum, one out of brass, and one out of copper. Oh, by the way, Bill, I gave your address to some guy overseas. <laughs> <laughs> FYI. Yeah, I probably should have warned you. No, he, he, he asked me to, so it could be a surprise. Yeah. yeah, it was a surprise. So, Alex, thank you so much. And um, they are super cool. Here's one of them now. I'm showing the boys. It's a uh, the steel one. And he says he's not a musician. Uh, he doesn't know if they will work. And they do work. I mean, they're functional. But I've noticed that the metal is loud. It's, it's yeah. it, it makes noise. Uh, you can actually hear the pick really loudly when playing it on the... Uh, with an amp plugged in. So I think I'm going to stamp something on them like yay me hmm. or something, you know, or just bill. Cause I like that name. It's kind of like Phil's neighbor, Billy, hmm. uh, but no, Alex, guy. seriously. He's the yeah. Best. He's the best, the best, the total best, you know, yeah. even though Phil regrets, he's not the only bill he regrets right now. I'm thinking, but, uh, um, so no, thank you, Alex. That was super cool. Um, I appreciate it. And this community still does, blow me away at times so very generous check out alex's youtube channel alex2q that's what got my attention what what makes that specifically louder is the thickness more than anything and if you go to music stores you'll see that i mean there's a lot of technology right. put into in the gauges and thicknesses of picks and whatnot like the thinner ones are a little more flexible and, and right. like floofy kind of and then the thick ones are like the rocking ones that really and I'm I'm noticing that I like the kind of in betweeners, even the even the record player picks that you sent me are a little. Uh, they're very on thick. the thick side. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. on the thick side. I always so like the really th- super thin ones, but then I got those ones with my name on them, and those are pretty thick. And so I just use those because you know it's pretty cool to use a pick with your name on it. <laughs> 
Well, if one of my friends, either one of my friends with a podcast, well, of my all my friends, well, okay, of my contractual friends who have CNCs, um, making some loots picks would be great. Or I guess I could. You know what? I'm. Uh, if anybody's interested in is local, I'm going to trade most of a router CNC router part CNC. I'd like to trade it for a laser. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Podcast has turned into uh, the classified ads. Yeah. So. A little swap me. Oh, that reminds here. me. Um, uh, cancel that ad on Craigslist. Uh, Phil Stan. Yeah, yeah. I uh, that, I didn't actually follow your specs. It's actually uh, I posted it for a one-on-one meet and greet with a fairly sketchy person. But anyway, so um, <laughs> <laughs> random encounters. But uh, let's see here. You already Tim did his right. No, I didn't do mine. Mine uh, was oh, you real just quick. Talked a lot. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I just talked a lot, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I just interrupted Bill again. Um, That's weird. That I wanted. To, I, I mentioned before the Lavar Burton reads podcast, and uh, mm-hmm. I just wanted to mention specifically this week's podcast. Uh, and it is he read a book called Flyers of Guy by Ursula K. Le Guin, and yeah. uh, I just thought it was awesome. I, I like I'm I read the book or listen to the podcast. I just thought it was a great story, and it was kind of like about like you know being an artist and stuff in the, a weird little sci-fi way. Uh, it was it was really cool and inspiring. Ursula Le Guin wrote the um, the Earthsea trilogy, which is where J.K. Rowling got a lot of inspiration for Harry Potter. Oh yeah, so that's that was a great series. Very. I, yeah, she. Yeah, I, I knew that. I don't, I'm not familiar with her writing, but I caught the impression she was a heavyweight. And uh, mm, and the book, the the short story was. I mean, it was just awesome. You know. Mm. You know. Uh, speaking of podcasts, uh, I, I binged out lately, and I'm going to try and listen to his actual podcast. But Joe Rogan, mm. <laughs> holy smokes, what an entertaining! He's got a bunch of little clips of his podcast on YouTube, so you can't listen. You have to actually subscribe to listen to the whole hour, sometimes three hours worth of podcasting that he does. But mm-hmm. he's got some. He's he's kind of a unique individual. I think I might like Joe Rogan. The Joe Rogan Experience. The, the Joe Rogan Experience. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't even That's know that cool. name. Fear he, Factor. Not only Fear Factor, but he was uh, he was on Taxi way back in the day. There's yeah. the TV sitcom Taxi. Oh yeah. He was also yeah. in New City Radio with uh, Phil Hartman. That's right. That's right. So he's an actor. He's a comedian. And uh, he also does um, uh, color commentary for MMA fighting because he he's a, actually a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Anyway, Joe Rogan, was, it's, he's kind of controversial. I don't agree with much that he says, but it's a really super interesting, flat-out, just-going-to-call-things-the-way-he-sees-it type podcast. It's pretty hmm. cool. Well, that's the best part about podcasts is that you're not bound by publishers or uh, you know right. broadcasters or anything like that. You're self-published. I can do whatever I want. I could say whatever I want. You know, obviously, we choose to keep this clean. He does not. Yeah. But, well, even uh, like the even the podcasts that have the advertisements, like all the friggin' food and boxes that gets mailed to you and all that stuff, like yeah. they don't really seem to care. Like they because it's like a package deal. They just like they 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 shop those ads out to like fifty podcasts or a hundred podcasts. Oh yeah, right. So they're not policing every. Po- so it's not like the foodinabox.com or whatever the heck they are is going to call up Joe Rogan and be like, hey, you know, we don't really like your opinions on this. You know, yeah. well, let me tell care. you what Joe Rogan would say if he got that. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> I think I can tell. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking I wouldn't mind food in a box. I'm just saying. You would take food in any container. 
But uh, what got my attention this week is a video <laughs> by. <laughs> we just always do that to you. Uh, well, I kind of want to, kind of want to get going here. I've got to meet yeah. a customer in like 15 minutes, and I'm in my sweatpants. Um, I watch an Andy Rolls video who does woodworking, but I didn't feel like putting on my big bulky headphones in the airport while I was eating dinner. So instead, I I turned on the closed captioning, and oh. he does a great job of closed caption like he doesn't do the audio he actually says at the beginning of the video turn on your closed captioning and there's descriptive text for everything that's going on in the video while you're watching interesting yeah it was like amazing and i really really enjoyed it he's got a great shop there and uh and he built a a hall table i think it was out of some a big chunk of might have been oak i don't remember what it was but either way really cool video but i thought the close the closed captioning thing really grabbed my attention like you didn't bother doing the the text that we normally put on or some of us put on the video as overlay instead you just type it into the closed captioning thing that youtube provides and you know done instead of you know all the text we put into video and we do descriptive videos Wow. I, thought that, I thought that was like a nice little shortcut that I am going to be doing. So thank you, Andy, for that. Hmm. Interesting. Sounds yes. like a movie magic to me, but I trust you. Okay, good. Um, our channels on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out ironandsoul.com, williamlutz.com. Thank you to Justin Sparks, timsway.net. Thank you to Jason Payne, newperspectivesmusic.com. Thank you to nobody for that. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you guys. Info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at reclaimedaudio. On iTunes, leave us them reviews. You can get to that link through our website, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. And patreon.com slash reclaimedaudio, the absolute best way to keep these three guys going. The Reclaimed Audio Experience. We should have called it that. I love that. That is a good name. Maybe we should add another payment tier to the Patreon to like get get Phil off the podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's unkind. Be um, um, be uh, be be kind to us, though, folks, because Phil is traveling, and so some of the audio there might be things might take a little bit of a hiccup. But we're still here for you, and uh, welcome back, Phil. Even though you never left, it was scary. It was scary. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. For our older yeah, don't, audience. don't ever do that again. What don't, do you mean? Just, That's Mr. Cotter. Hey, Mr. Cotter. We used to. Hey, that Mr. was Lutz. um. That was Mr. the song Cotter. we used to use to open up our second set when we played live music in clubs and stuff. We would start the second set with "Welcome Back." Oh, and I'm, gonna the, look up, I'm gonna have to look up the chords hmm. of that. Okay, yeah. you do that. Yeah. Bill. They're they're a little hairy in there. This is 70s TV theme songs are really well written. But, hey, hey, I'm cool. just saying. If, but, if I'm serious, if, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm uh, who are we talking about here? Big Come chords, on. big chords and big changes in that. Yeah, moving on up. Mm-hmm. Like George and yeah. Wheezy. <laughs> and on that uh, note, have a great week everybody. Bye everybody. Hey, Mr. Cate. Be good.